Real estate, and more particularly housing, is the big issue right across this country. Canadians love to own their homes. Our latest Remax survey shows that 62% of Canadians own a home. 70% of those are 35 years of age and older. But it's that age group, 18 to 35, we call them the millennials, and somebody corrected me the other day and said they're actually Generation Xers. Um, they only own about 42% of homes across the country. And with the rising prices, this is the age group that is being left behind. Here in Toronto, it's very hard for young people to get that start in the real estate market. But we may have some solutions. Yes, there may be some hope. Today we're going to talk about some creative and alternative ways of getting into this market, and you may be surprised. I'm Desmond Brown, and welcome to Sold in the Six. Today I'm with my team member and real estate partner, Jennifer Scaife, and we're going to talk about some opportunities and unconventional ways of getting home ownership in the city of Toronto. Jen, welcome back to Sold in the Six. Hi, thanks, Des. Thanks for having me in. Great. Uh, Jen, we have gone through a crazy, crazy market. I know we've been talking about this on the podcast like for the last year now, but we're seeing that it's so hard to place people in in homes, especially at the starter end of the, the market. Mm -hmm. And we've gotten lucky over the last little while with um, by finding a couple of unconventional ways, like I mentioned, to, to get into the market. And these are called co-ownerships and co-ops. Mm -hmm. Right. So, um, you know, we think of most of these co-ownerships and co-ops are in what would be older apartment buildings. Um, there are some exceptions and I'll get into that in a little while, but there's some pretty good deals out there. Oh, there's some, there's some great opportunities for buyers. Uh, I think that the, the co-own and the co-op market has been really overlooked mostly because it's been misunderstood. People don't understand what it is and they, they, uh, there's so much focus on getting into a brand new apartment that, uh, People forget that their values other places. Yeah, I know when I started in this business back in 1985, 1986, um, and for probably the first decade that I was in the business, we used to steer people away from the co-ownerships, the co-ops, co because number one, we'd think about resale. We had a lot of trouble reselling these things. They'd sit on the market for a long, long time, and we just couldn't get rid of them. Secondly, it was hard to finance them. We couldn't find lenders that would put a mortgage on these things. So we just, like I said, we steered people away from them. But over the last number of years, especially here in Toronto, when the prices have gone sky high, people want to live in the city and they're taking the chances. And with the short supply that we have, these co-ops and co-ownerships have actually ended up being some pretty good buys for people. And we've, we've sold a couple of them over the last couple of years. Mm -hmm. Oh, absolutely. I, I, you're, you're right. It's, it's a great opportunity. And I think that the, the one thing that is really, really a huge barrier is once people look into it, they realize that they can, they can't go to their own lender. They can't work with their own mortgage agent. And then if they do decide that they're going to, okay, jump ship and go with one of these two or three different lenders that the uh, co-op 
offers or that the co-own will, will allow to fund them, then they find that the interests are exorbitant. Mm -hmm. They're, they're really, they're, they're much, they're, not that they're exorbitant, but they're, they're like, it's a three, nine, nine right now. I just had a client, uh, get a quote for three, nine, nine. Well, and that's the interest rate you're talking about. So the interest yes, rate, yeah. yes, the, the interest rate at 3.99. So it's higher than what a lot of others are, but I don't know about you, but I bought my first house at 18%. Yeah. So 3.99 at the end of the day isn't really a, a large amount. No, it isn't, but it is kind of shocking for people. Yeah, relatively yeah. speaking, it's it's a huge number. Yes, mm -hmm. absolutely. Yeah. Okay, so Jen, tell us about a co-ownership. What is a co-ownership? All right. I explain it to clients as there is an apartment strata, basically. There's a spectrum of, of apartment ownership. Condo is what everybody's familiar with. You own the condo unit. That's your name. You have title on it. In a co-own, everybody in the building owns the building. All of the owners in the building own the building. So they have each owner has a percent ownership of the building. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, and that's generally, not always, but generally that's based on a, a percentage based on square footage. Yeah. Okay. Then we've got co-op, which is the third level in the, in the uh, spectrum where the owners own a percent ownership of the corporation that owns the building. So they have absolutely no real estate ownership, but they have corporate ownership. Okay, great. And when someone's putting an offer in on one of these, uh, either, you know, a building that's a co-ownership or, or a co-op, there's usually an approval process that each purchaser has to go through, correct? Correct. That's really just a formality. Uh, it's yeah, always... I like to say it's a blood test. <laughs> yeah, it's basically a blood test or, yeah. or uh, you know, maybe nowadays it's a social media test. You know, just make sure that you're not a horrible person and, and going yeah. to infiltrate the building. Um, but yeah, that's basically it. They want they want to make sure that you are who you say you are and that you're a respectable human being, I think. Yeah, I know. And uh, co-ops are, are big in places like New York City. <laughs> and, um, you know, they're, they're worth millions and millions of dollars. And it doesn't matter how famous you are. Uh, you still have to jump through the hoops, meet the the directors uh, before you can get in, and sometimes these people <laughs> they get turned down. So it's uh it's, it's it's interesting, and 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 now, you know, we're starting to see more and more of this in in the city of Toronto. Like this morning, I pulled up the the latest listings and that are actually available in co-ops and co-ownerships in the city of Toronto, and there are fifty nine on the market. I mean, that's not a lot. But it still is a significant number when you consider, you know, uh, ways of having that alternative way of getting into the business. Into the market. Or, or sorry, not in the business, but getting into the real estate market. So the prices range anywhere from $240,000, right, all the way up to um, two point, where's my, 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 my list here, uh, $2.7 Wow. Right. Yeah. So it's, it's, and, and these are in some really, really great, great neighborhoods too. And we'll get into that in just a second as well. Um, you recently sold a co-op mm -hmm. to a first time buyer. And this is a woman who 
had traveled a lot um, through her life. She's middle age, and she traveled a lot, and she felt that she had missed the boat when it came to getting into real estate. And you did show her a number of condos and so on. And then you found this co-op for her. Tell, tell us a story about that. Oh, it was, it was a great story. She she uh, describes herself as having uh, lived her retirement first and went, while she could enjoy it, and now she's now she's back to work. Mm-hmm. Um, but she, yeah, as you say, we looked at a lot of, of condo apartments, and just nothing was floating her boat. It didn't wasn't her lifestyle. She didn't, you know, even people in the hallway. She just wasn't meshing with anybody. So uh, a new listing. No, actually, I went I went looking for it because I had a buyer who bought in this building in the Young and Eglinton neighborhood. Okay, um, so for those who don't know about Toronto, Young and Eglinton is a hot, hot mm, neighborhood. Yeah, really hot. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's a great neighborhood, great architecture, some gen, some uh, new construction going on in there. There's a whole lot going on, but it's definitely a, a go-to neighborhood. People are are really eager to get in there. So there's this Mm -hmm. one co-op building that uh, I had gotten my client into six years ago, five or six years ago. And she loves it there. She's been on the board of directors almost from the beginning. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to see if I can do this for Maureen as well. So sure enough, there's a unit there and it's been on the market for Days and days and days, weeks and weeks. Actually, it was more like it was over 100 days this thing was it, on the market. It had been listed and relisted and relisted again. Mm-hmm. So it, it had been, it was like 98 days, wasn't it, by the time we, we got in yeah, there. Yeah, That's something right. like that. And uh, the, the, there were some inconsistencies in the listing that I recognized, thankfully, and uh, I called the listing agent and I asked some questions and then we looked at financing and uh, the financing on a co-ownership is generally known to be you need to have 30 percent down. Yeah. Sorry. Now, this is a co-ownership or a co-op? This is a co-ownership. Oh, this was a co-ownership. Yes, okay. a co-ownership. So it's generally known to be that you need 30% that you can get a mortgage for 70% at an inflated rate. Then I called a couple of the the, uh, lenders, thought, well, maybe I can negotiate something for my client. And I asked, do you require 30% down? One of them said, oh, yeah, well, you know, it's... uh, there's not a lot of people who will lend on co-owned so we can charge what we want. Oh, what we want to. I thought, well, that's a little nervy, but thank you so much. I called the next one and she said, no, we don't require 30% down. Who told you that? The short story is they require 20% down. And um, they, my client got a, my client got a co-owned in there. Getting financing for a co-ownership or a co-op could be challenging. So that's why I recommend that you get in touch with my mortgage agent, Jason Georgopoulos. He has access to more than 30 lenders. Jason is at Dominion Lending, and he can be reached at jasong at dominionlending.ca. Okay, so tell, tell us about this unit. 
you know, I think it was, what did you get it for? Like $425,000 in one of the hottest neighborhoods yeah. in the city of Toronto, the Young and Eglinton neighborhood. Yeah. And it wasn't a shoebox. It's a no. pretty spacious unit. Oh, no. And Des, you exaggerate. She didn't pay 425 She paid 422 Okay. <laughs> 422 a real deal. 422 for a proper one bedroom, a good sized bedroom, a general sized living room, a and a large eat-in kitchen. Does it need renovations? It needs renovations, but it is amazing real estate in a fabulous neighborhood at at a ridiculous price. It is a ridiculous price. And just well, while we're on prices here, so there's currently a 900 square foot co-op for sale in Mimico, the west side of Toronto. And they're asking $395,000 for this. What's the square footage? What's the square footage? Right? The square footage is 900 square feet. Oh my gosh. Right? So that works out to about $438 per square foot. Yep. Versus what we're usually paying for condos, anywhere yep. from $1,000 a square foot. Or if it's a new build, $1,400, $1,600 per square foot. Mm -hmm. So it's amazing. And plus the locations are fabulous. This one in Mimico is so close to the water. You know, um, there's another one, uh, co-ownership on Bathurst Street uh, in, you know, close to the Forest Hill area. They're asking 650000 for it and it's 1,100 square feet. That works out to $590 per square foot. So like I said, years ago, I used to be afraid of putting people into these, but with the shortage of supply that we have in our city right now, these are amazing opportunities. And they resell. Mm. People buy them. You know, in the beaches, there are a couple in the beaches that there's one on a street called Glenfern. And the building is on the beach. Yes. It actually is on the beach. Right? People can walk out through the gate onto the sand. Yep. Yep. Right? And you get a fantastic opportunity to get into those places for... Again, somewhere around the, you know, the five, six hundred dollar per square foot range. Right? That's it's it's wild. And it's incredible. Yeah. It's just incredible value. Incredible value. Yeah. So it's a way to go. I mean, if you're if you're out there and you're thinking like I can't even afford a condo, don't be afraid of these things. Right? Don't be afraid. I actually I, I place somebody in and it's a little bit of a different co ownership. Um if you can just picture a semi detached home. So these a semi-detached home, but it's broken into two units. Yeah. The main there's the main floor unit and the second floor unit. And it's on a street called uh Glen Manor here in the city of Toronto. And I ended up selling my clients the second floor of this building. And the the building is like about ten steps away from the boardwalk and the water. And we got it for them for seven hundred thousand dollars. They love the opportunity of being down here in a nice big two bedroom and like you said, walking distance to the water in one of the hottest neighborhoods in the city. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So those opportunities are out there. And actually I correct myself, um, they're not there are not fifty-nine um currently on the market. There are 25 currently on the market in the city of Toronto. The, the number 59 were the actual number of co-ops and co-ownerships that were sold since September 1st of 2021, right now to, to January. So, um, but still, oh, okay. you know, 59 sales is 
<laughs> 59 is a pretty good number, you know, um, but t- only 25 on the market right now. You know, you know, if, if you really, really are thinking of getting in the market, this is a way to go. You know, something else, as you're saying, 25 uh, properties on the market available right now. That another great thing about uh, co-owns and co-ops both is you're generally not going to be in multiples. No, no. But you said that one's on the market for months and months. So you're not going to go into bidding wars. Yeah, that's a really, really good point, Jen. You're not going to be in a bidding war on this. You're going to have a chance to negotiate. Remember those days? Negotiate uh-huh. a real estate price? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. And and again, like I said, the buildings are usually a little bit older, but the units, and people do some wonderful renovations in these units, and you get the space. Right. You get the space. You're not in the shoebox. You're getting 800, 900, 1,100 square feet. And, you know, I know the one that you sold only had a Juliet balcony, but a uh, number of these that I'm seeing, like they have really, really nice balconies. They have terraces. Um, they have good common areas. They have parking. And, I, you know, I, we say about condos in Toronto, I, I suppose it's probably condos every place, but uh, the newer the building, the smaller mm-hmm. the unit. And these co-owns are often happening in converted rental apartment right. buildings. 21 Dale, when I was a kid, that was Kensington Towers. 21 Dale is a is a very sought after building in the city in South Rosedale, and um, that's all co-owned yep, now. Yep, Dale. That's not mm-hmm. far from where Ken Thompson lives, actually, or actually Ken Thompson no, passed away, but the Thompson of, Estates so, in there. Right. Yeah, just a block yeah, away yeah, from Ken, there. Ken Thompson. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Top yep. and end. So yep. These these opportunities are in neighborhoods such as. You know, Long Branch, Mimico on the west side, right downtown, uh, Spadina and Bloor, um, further up into North York in the Newtonbrook area, um, Casaloma area downtown, Forest Hill, Rosedale, the Beaches, Witchwood, Alderwood. I mean, these are prime, prime neighborhoods. And wow. Right. All established. Yeah. Yep. So agents, too, if you're listening to this podcast, you know, Steer your people towards these things, right? And they're, they're not going to suffer when it comes to, to resale, like I said, not with the low supply that we have in the city of Toronto. Okay, so another way of getting in the market, and, you know, we talked about this, and, and you know, not a lot of people are open to it, but it's actually buying a multi-unit property and occupying one unit and getting a partner or somebody else to buy into the building and occupy the other unit. So we're seeing a little bit more of that. And I think you have a story about that, don't you? Uh, Yeah, I actually have a couple of stories about that. Um, Years ago, when I lived in Boston, a friend of mine there was trying to get into the market, trying to get into the market, as was a colleague of hers at work. And one day they're sitting down on their coffee break and they looked at each other and they said, wait a second, why don't we buy together? They each shook their head and decided to march forward. They bought a house together. They bought a three-family. It was a beautiful old Victorian that had been converted into three units. And uh, five, six years later, the two of the, they sold it, and the two of them walked away with the biggest check that they had ever seen in their lives. Huge, huge profit. And that was the only way that they were able to get into the market at that time. And from there, they each walked away and bought a detached single single unit, uh, you know, private home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there, that works. 
Mm-hmm. As long, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So um, we don't get a lot of these, actually. And, you know, and I can see the apprehension on, on some people's part. You know, like they don't know what they're getting into with people. Well, will this person, you know, you know, invest in the home along the way to, to, to keep to, to upkeep or to keep the upkeep on it? Um, will this person, you know, basically be a good person to live with? You know, right, right. What kind of friends do they have, and so on? But in in that particular case, uh, with with your friends down there, it really worked. We're also seeing this now with um, the multi generational families. So, um, you know, parents who are retired and they're sitting on, you know, a lot of equity in their homes, and and they're sitting in big homes. They decide that, you know, they want to move into something a little bit smaller and maybe give their children a chance. So I have um, clients that have done this where they've, they've uh, bought, you know, sold a single family home and then used that equity to buy a two unit home and they live in one of the units and their, their children and their children's families live in another unit. Mm-hmm. And I can think of one right now, Coxwell Danforth, where we did, where we did that with uh, Linda, uh, an old time client, Linda and her daughter, Victoria. Mm-hmm. It's a great way to a great way to help out your your kids, um, a great way to help them get into the market, and it's also just lovely for for Linda who who's now around her grand her grandson and um, and her daughter. Right, absolutely, absolutely. I actually have uh, clients that are actually just one one of them was my client, um, but she was looking for a bungalow with a basement apartment. And her mother was going to be living in the apartment. They they bought the she bought the house. Mom moved in. They renovated the basement, and uh, the two of them lived upstairs. And uh, now mom is in the basement in a fabulous apartment. The two of them live mm-hmm. together. They share the bills. They share everything. And um, the daughter owns the home. Mm. It's it's a great opportunity, great solution for both of them because it was just sort of getting to be a point where mom didn't want to be living on her own anymore. She had the big place, mm. and you know exactly what you're saying. Download. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then there's also the the other way of doing it is that look at buy something where you can rent out a unit to somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. And that's how my wife Alice got in the market way, way back when she was uh, a young lawyer. And she bought a, a property that had two units. She moved in the upper unit and uh, rented out the main, mm-hmm. r- rented out the main floor. And that helped her get into the market. And then I remember when um, I moved in with her uh, into that home, we were living on the second floor. And she still had her tenant on the main floor. And then we got married. And when my oldest son Otis was born, we didn't even have a bedroom for him. Oh. Right? We we had a bassinet set up in the hallway for him, and then we uh, finally sold that, and then moved into another uh, income property where we had the second and third floor, and rented out the main floor, and that really helped with with our mortgage payments, especially when I decided to go back to uh, to university to go into journalism. So. It really, you know, if you can stomach it, if you can, you know, have the guts to bring in a tenant and live in a property where, you know, there is a tenant and they may not have the same type of lifestyle you have, but 
it helps you get started in the real estate markets. And it's funny, you know, I don't sell a lot of those houses anymore. Like I don't have a lot of people who want to have tenants in their home. Well, I think that that's, that's a function of, of the evolution of your business probably as much as anything else. Cause I think, that, I think that it is happening out there. It is, it, mm-hmm. it actually is happening. And uh, now what, what I think is a brilliant way for somebody who's really scrapping it and pulling the change out of the couch to buy is to do what, what Alice did, buy it, buy a two family, but move into the basement mm-hmm. and rent the upper, which goes for more money. Well, a lot of, yeah, yeah, that's right. That's what a lot of people used to do. That's right. So they'll just get in the basement and they'll, they'll have their little space in the basement and you know, the, the people living in the larger area of the house are carrying the house, carrying the bulk of the house. And there are, there are actually also stories that, that I've read in the newspaper. I don't know anybody personally who's done it and, or anybody who's facilitated it, but uh, just clusters of, of people who, of friends, longtime friends who, especially seniors, mm-hmm. who just don't want to go into a nursing home. So they buy a place together and, yeah. and live in one house share the bills and yeah and it's yeah. much it's much nicer to live with somebody it really is life Absolutely. can be pretty lonely out there you know mm-hmm. yeah so there you go so alternatives that we covered today co-ownerships co-ops buy with a friend buy with your mom and dad <laughs> <laughs> or your grandmother <laughs> there are ways of getting into this market if you're willing to make a little bit of a sacrifice Indeed. All right, Jen. Jen, thank you very, very much for joining me again on Sold in the Six. That's it. That's our latest episode of Sold in the Six. And if you want to get in touch with Jen, you can email her at jen at desmondbrown.ca. I'd like to thank my producers, Doug Downs and Steve Kassar of Podcast at Pop. And if you like what you heard today, follow us at Sold in the Six and you'll get every new episode automatically. And tell your friends about this podcast. And please leave a rating and a review for us. You can also follow me on Twitter and Instagram, even on Facebook. My handle is Desin the Six and the Six is spelled with the number six IX. You know, we are trying to be cool. I also have a website, in the six realestate.com. Actually, I have a second website called DesmondBrown.ca. Feel free to log on to that. And if you want to get in touch with me or have a story idea, send me an email at des at desmondbrown.ca. I'm looking forward to hearing from you. Until next time, I'm Desmond Brown.